podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode nine of the Obi One podcast, made possible by Bet Winner Chris McCartney coming to you remotely for those of you watching on YouTube this week. No, I'm not being held hostage. I promise you, I'm here <laughs> of my own volition. I'm with the main man, the boss man himself, John Obi McLeod. John, always lovely to see you, my friend. Lovely to see you too, Chris. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually normally, normally, normally you you like right here with me. So where are you today? I'm on holiday. I'm, <laughs> holiday. I'm in Cobham. I promise you, I'm in Cobham. Uh, this is FA Cup third round weekend. I'm actually going to be at the Bridge a little later, so that tells you when we're recording this. Uh, and I must say, the weather's shit. <laughs> it is absolutely shit. Obviously. You're in, you're in the UK, so I mean, that's that. You know, that's what you get. You live Dubai, you 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 fly all the way to the UK, but you get, you know, that's what you get. You get a shit weather. I come to the UK, and who have you landed? You've landed a bloke who's sitting to your left, John. That you have told me his nickname, and this fella doesn't need an introduction. No, he doesn't. But you're sitting with Zizu for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put an asterisk on that. I'd like to say it was all about my football skills, but I think it was also a little bit to do with my receding hairline on the back so you know um, it, it ain't all to do with the, with the skills it's definitely the bald patch as well <laughs> I think it's mostly definitely to do with the skills I mean I mean, you are obviously amazing footballer um, a guy who on the pitch does some magics you know does things that you know we you know for our standard I think definitely before a certain guy called Eddie Hazard came to the club you know, we've never seen anything like that. You know, this guy was really good on the technically, very good on the ball uh, and likes to, you know, do his thing on the pitch. Uh, got in so much trouble with with the special one, Jose Mourinho, sometimes <laughs> pulls him off because he's doing so much skills. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, amazing, what an amazing career he had for Chelsea. You're being far too nice to him there, John, because Joe played in the number 10 position and we all know that's the position that you wanted to play in it, Chelsea. <laughs> How can I? How can I do that? Obviously, coming to the club, I knew, obviously, there's a certain guy called uh, Joe Cole. Um, and I knew it's going to take me uh, years and uh, amazing whatever I have to do to make sure I get him off that position. But I knew that position was sealed. Uh, so, obviously, I had a conversation with the manager, with Jose. He's like, listen, there's no, there's, there's no space for you in that position because a certain guy called, you know, Joe Cole, Zizou, he's there. So, I mean, we're going to have to find a space for you. And uh, I decided to, you know, come down the rankings and, and went down to the uh, defensive midfield, which is where I, um, I, I played for Chelsea all my, uh, all my career. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. We, we've spoken to so many of your former colleagues and no one's got a bad word to say about John. When he arrived at the football club, you were already there. You moved in 2003. I believe, Joe, you were Roman Abramovich's Stick signing yeah. of the Abramovich era. And then a few years later, John Obi Mikel. Be very honest here, Joe. What was your first impressions? My first impressions was, I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> he was he was overweight when he signed, right? That we knew there was a big yeah. no, 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 and he remembers this, yeah, right? Yeah, because there was because there was a there was a big um 
for Raw because of the Manchester United connection. So yeah. in the press, it was like, is he signed for Manchester? Alex Ferguson was furious. Chelsea were fighting for him. I'm like, this kid must be a hell of a player <laughs> because he's, you know, he must be unbelievable because yeah. everyone wanted him. And, um, and he's come into the club and he actually, by choosing to play in the, in a defensive midfield position, in a he, had, role, yeah. he had the hard, he had a harder job than anyone because he, he had to dislodge Makaleli. And Chelsea were very smart because they probably got John in, thinking Makaleli is going to have to go in a few years and John's going to come in. But then you went on to see the career that, that you had, John, and he was a top top player and one of them players. I think like um, I played with Michael Carrick at West Ham as well. You know. Players, you don't appreciate them yeah. while you're there because they're just doing their job. They're, you know, all the little things on the pitch that 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 need doing, they're just there and they're, they're mopping up. You know, and, and he'd done all that. Like Makaleli and like Michael Carrick, it ain't until... It ain't until they're gone that you realise how good they are. And I was absolutely... I'm not just saying it because he's here. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea... Apart until Ngolo come in, and even yeah, Ngolo was yeah. probably a, a, a different type of player. Box he to was, box kind of player, yeah, isn't he? But yeah. I, I don't think they've replaced him. So we went Makaleli, John Obi Mikel, and I think I, I, I still don't think I'm hoping Casado can be that I guy. Say, no, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping yeah. so. Yeah, but we need someone in that anchor, you know. But he, listen, what a career he had, and um, what a, you know, what a player. Mate. John knows this. I'm a big man, United fan. I've still not forgiven John for turning down United all those years <laughs> back. And, you know, I remember, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. My first game at Old Trafford was January 10th, 1999. Man United 4, West Ham 1. You came off the bench, My final Premier League debut, minutes. second half. Ooh. Premier League debut, yeah. 99. That's mad how long ago that is now, isn't it? Wow. I, it's like, I mean, I was just yeah. gone 17 and it was... Uh, and I think that was the United team that won the treble that year, right? So what? we was 2-0 down at half time. Frank was playing for West Ham and Harry just, you know, we we, we should have been 5-0 down and Harry just threw me on and um, we, they, they were so good. And, and it was, do you know what? It was actually, you know, when you go on a pitch and you think, right, I want to be competing with these guys, yeah, yeah. regularly gigs, Beckham, Keane, Scholes. They were good, weren't they, oh. back in the days? Oof, they were so good. good. So and it, good. And that was so, they that's literally getting thrown, you can't get thrown in more at the deep end. First Premier League game away at Old Trafford, 2-0 down against Keane, Scholes and Beckham. Yeah, you know, we talk about as well, now. nowadays we talk about the midfield trio kind of like, and everybody seems to forget about the Scholesy, yeah. Keno and Nicky Bott. Yeah, 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 Nicky Bott was a good player. <laughs> These guys were really good though. That three in the midfield, yeah. they were really good. I mean, everybody forgets about how good they were. I think that's something we, we, you know, we forget, we forgot very quickly, but they were really, really good. Yeah, they were good. Going back to how football was back in 99 when I first started, everyone yeah. sort of played a 4-4-2. So I wasn't, a left, a left or right, a winger. I ended up being like a winger stroke 10. Like there was no real 10s in them days. Yeah. So I played centre <laughs> mid for West Ham and I'd be like, like it will be, it, football was insane back then. It was like one against one in the midfield. There yeah. was no holding yeah. midfielder tactically. It was yeah. very backwards. So I'd be up against Roy Keane and Ooh. Vieira's of this world. And they're like, they're like John, they're Giants, physical, they? yeah. really strong yeah. guys. But it was just, football's different. And it, I'm glad it's evolved now into the, into this tactical game. You see like players like 
Billy Gilmore playing in midfield, oh, bossing in football. Exactly. He's shorter than me. Exactly. Yeah. The question yeah. with me He's, was, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The question with me was, as he is he big enough to play is he in midfield? Big enough? Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, because you can't the tack, you can't tackle as much. I think it's more of a on on technical tactical abilities. Yeah. And, and so yes. players like him, they're thriving now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, obviously, John's told us that John, you eyeballed Fergie. You were sat across from him. You said, "I'm not joining you, Sir Alex. I'm off to Chelsea." He's still not forgiving you for that. <laughs> Fergie, I know he was a huge admirer of you, Joe. Was a move to United ever in the offing back then? Yeah, I mean, this this is why Fergie's probably you know probably the, the best we've seen because he found me as a kid. Uh, 14, 15, um, and they invited me up to Manchester United. And obviously you go up, you know, they, you know, they, they, they took me out for dinner with my mum and dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. give me the shirts. The I, met, I met Cantona gigs and, and all of the players and they really wind and dined me. And then they, he actually offered me in the 94 uh, FA Cup final against Chelsea. He said, would I like to come with the team before the game? Um, walk out on the pitch with a team, you know, like as a yeah. 13 year old boy, that's a dream. Oh yeah. And, um, but I'd already decided to sign for West Ham. So my dad said to me, um, well, why West Ham though? I mean, if you have Manchester United. I know, like, because, like, because like, I don't, like you have to understand like. Were you thinking if you went to United, you wouldn't get as much time no, playing time? I would, do you know, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. My West Ham team as a kid, we had, was the best team. And in my, and I just liked it there. So like, I walked yeah, into the, because yeah. I was a Chelsea supporter as a kid, but right. Chelsea's Academy yeah. back then. Yeah, Chelsea's Academy. I used to go to watch Chelsea as a nine, 10, 11 year old. Really? And sit, well. you know, do you know as the tunnel? Yeah. As you come out the tunnel. So one season I sat to the right. I know the kids that come up and get your autographs yep. and all that. Yep. That was me. That was the family <laughs> enclosure. And then, and then, we must have not had as much money the next year. So the tickets were over the other side <laughs> on the benches, you know, in the cheap seats. And I, and I, and then I was a ball boy, right? But the, but the academy at the time with Chelsea was, my year wasn't very good. Okay. So I thought I'm not playing, I don't want to play in a team that's not good. Yeah. And West Ham, but when I went into West Ham, I just fell in love with like, like the people there really. Like the youth development officer was a great guy. The coaches was a great guy. And then we had, so you had Rio, a few years older than me. Rio, yeah, Frank, yeah. a few years older Frank, than me. Okay. Michael Carrick, Jermaine Defoe below me. So all of the best players, for some reason, was going to West Ham at that time. Right, right. So that's why I chose them. Like I just, it, it was the best academy to join. Okay. And I went and, um, yeah, but I said, so we get back to the story. So I really wanted to, you know, imagine walking out in an FA Cup final you know, I might not ever make it as a footballer. That yeah. might be the best thing I've ever done in my life. But um, my dad actually said to me, listen, now you've made your mind up. You can't string the man along. So he actually had to ring up Alex and, and say, you know, no, sorry, but he's going to sign for West Ham. Ooh. And um, yeah, and that was it. And that was the, there was other times in my career, they come in for us when I left West Ham at 21. But once I knew Chelsea were in for me then, mm. That was my team. That like then the heartstrings were pulling, and yeah, I was thinking, yeah. that's where I've got to go. And then later on, there was one occasion maybe they tried to make a bid, but yeah, it was, it was always close. It's a brave decision, obviously. You know, John's talked about his decision to turn down United to move to Chelsea. He's fueled by Jose Mourinho. Yeah. There's the Abramovich millions, Mourinho, the special ones at the football club. 
for you to turn down United. I know you're a Chelsea fan, but Chelsea in three, Abramovich has come mm. in, is is the promise, I mean, Ranieri's your manager, yeah. is the promise of the vision and the fact you're a Chelsea fan, Joe, has that swayed you? Because Sir Alex Ferguson's a difficult man to turn down. Yeah. No, the, honestly, the, the way I saw it, when I was, tr- like, there was two decisions I had to make. I had to leave West Ham because they needed the money. So that was sort of taken, that was taken out of my, my hands, the chairman How was- How does that work So they come up to you and say, cause I've never been in that situation. So they come up to you and say, listen, Joe, we love you. We want you yeah. in the club, but there's a massive uh, transfer fee here yeah. that we can't reject. And we have to let you go. Does so that how it works? Through, I was 21, so it's through, through my agent. My agent was like, they had to basically had me, Glenn Johnson, yeah. Jermaine Defoe and Carrick, four young players, assets. Okay. And it was like, um, I had a year left on my contract. Jermaine had like two years. Michael had two years. So ultimately they knew they had to, they had to sell, sell the ones with one year on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the agent was like, if we had a bid, you know, we, 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 it would help us. It would help us if we go. So okay. that was taken out. And then it was like, what, where do we go? Um, Manchester United were interested and they were talking with my agent but Chelsea were the first team to make a move. And that happened really quickly, John, because as you know, maybe a bit younger, but during that summer when Roman come in, yeah. that was an incredible time in English football because we'd never seen this kind of money coming in, had we? And there was like, no, no, yeah. there was like, it was just, it was who's who of, it was like someone was playing championship manager, this mm-hmm. guy coming yeah. in, just buying players. That's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, actually, I thought when they started signing, um, Damien Duff went before me. The, the Chris Ball. Chris, all these players that went, yeah. some of the players that went before me, I thought, right, okay, now they're stopped. Because I was still 21, although I'd played a lot, but I thought, oh, they're shopping at the top table now. Maybe they don't want me. Yeah. And then one day the bid come in and it got negotiated in about four hours. And I just went with my gut instinct. I just, I went to Stanford Bridge to do my medical. Mm. And then I, you know, I looked round and I, I, as mad as it sounds, right? Cause I'd been there since as a kid, right? Yeah. There was a smell to it, right? <laughs> I know, no, there's a smell to it. Yeah. And when your instincts kick in, I think, wow, well, I, can, I can see this working. Yeah, Do you know, I can, yeah, sm- like, yeah, yeah. And I can see where I used to sit. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. So once I that once that was in my mind, any other club was it was never going to happen. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Even yeah. though they'd give me twice as much money, I was I was in it, and um and they didn't leave me let me leave the building until I signed the contract. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a bit like you, John. John Shitu was not only allowing you to leave until you signed the contract. Of course, yeah, the same. No, it's yeah. the same. It's the same. Obviously, when Roman wants you, Roman wants you. Um, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Why, hello there, podcast aficionado. Feeling glum? Well, let me tell you about the one that'll make everything better. Stradicast. It's the Manchester United podcast that hits the sweet spot between intellectual football insight and the downright absurd. Sean, Dale and Brian bring you everything from their take on fixtures to the never-ending soap opera that is everything off the hallowed turf of Old Trafford. Brought to you by Stratty News, you can find Stratycast wherever you pull your podcasts from. Just three mates and a barrel of opinions. You know you want to. What are you waiting for? Studio Ranieri, though, I mean, you know, John's been brilliant talking about old managers. Yeah. The, the tinker man, dilly-ding, yeah. dilly-dong. How bonkers was Claudio? Yeah, I mean, 
I had like Harry Redknapp and Glenn Roder. So I had two English guys. I'd never had a foreign manager. Yeah. And um, when I spoke to Claudio, um, to, like, I, didn't, I wasn't used to speaking broken English to people. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, and then he kept saying, I was like, I was like, I wanted to say, where do you want me to play? And he kept going, you are my key. You are my key. Yeah. And I'm like, where, but where, I was like, where does the key play? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, when, like, and he, he's talking. When does he keep playing? Yeah, when, and he's like, yeah. Where? And I'm like, because we've got about 94 players now. Yeah. And in the end, I just, I just like, he's, he's charming, right? Yeah, so yeah, he is. I he thought, is, right. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't think enough players think like this, particularly young players. Yeah. I knew I had my work cut out because if you come into Chelsea, I'm 21. Yeah. We're signing the top scorer in Serie A, which mm. we, we've got. Denmark's right winger I've got yeah. Damien Duff just been one of the best players in Premier League oh, he was good Damien yeah you know and I'm like right okay so I've got a battle we've got a battle for our place all yeah. of us <laughs> but um, he was good Claudio but um, oh, it's the first time I played with a foreign manager which was different you know but I, I, listen I loved him and he gave me my chance for Chelsea so I'm happy yeah. for some reason I've got the song I've got the key I've got the secret yeah yeah in, listen mind you Joe yeah I mean you know, uh, listen he proved it it's the greatest uh, I believe it's the greatest sporting story ever written or yeah. ever told Leicester City winning the Premier League yes that story's well told I got told by a very good source Joe and you can put this story to bed if it's false Jose arrives in the summer of 2004 it's, uh, I believe, not common knowledge, but Josie was unsure. You were on the unsure list. Yeah. But you went back early in the summer. Yeah. You were there two weeks early yeah. at the training ground and he was bowled over by that. Talk to us about that. Well, I went to um, I went to Euro tw 2004 and didn't play a minute for England. And um, I was angry with that. So I had, you know, I think that frustration boiled over. Um, played like, you know, finished the season under Ranieri as a regular. We played the semi-final with the Champions League, finished second in the league. And then the new manager comes in and then you start hearing he wants to sign Deco, who just, Ooh, you know, yeah, what a player yeah, he yeah, was. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. so, you know, I went away and I was just getting itchy feet and I thought, I, I'm not, I just don't want to let my dream die at Chelsea after one year, you know? So I went back in and um, Jose being Jose, after three or four days of training, I went to see him and he was like, um, listen, he said, uh, he said, if I want Deco, I can have him. He said, but I've got you, but you've got, and he said, you know, Arjun Robben coming in, Damien Duff, who else was there at that time? Idegun Johnson played in sort of attacking midfield position as well. He listed Tiago. Like, he so he said, you've got to do this, this, this and this. And I just was like, okay, good. And then I went a good preseason. I remember <laughs> first game of the season against Manchester United. I'm thinking, I've got a chance of starting here, John. Right? I've got a chance of starting. Just left you on the bench. He's not even on the bench in the stand. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh my god, I've come back. I've I could have been I I could have been in Ironapa for two weeks. And now you've I'm done like, all that for nothing. Yeah, I thought I've done all of that for nothing. I was fit. I was strong. We beat Manchester United. Ida scored. Ooh. Scrappy game. And I thought, oh, I'm on the phone to my agent saying yeah. like... You're thinking, that's it here. That's it, done. Even if we... Because we won as well. Yeah, thinking, I thought, yeah. Well, listen, this is the sign of the times. Yeah. But then the next week we go to Birmingham, who were a very good tide at the time. Um, really tough place to go to. And he put me on a bench. And he, was, and he said, he said, you've trained well this week. You're going to be on a bench. You might get a chance. So I'm like, okay. All right. So... 
you think like you, you need bits of luck in your career as well. Yeah. And I've come off the bench with 10 minutes to go. It's nil, nil coming. I played off the left, cut inside, come in, score bottom corner. Yeah. Yeah. We win one nil and then it just changes then. Do you know what I mean? And then start the next game and then it just sort of, and then he, you know, listen, he, ro he always rotated me, Robin, Duff, yeah, Sean Wright, yeah. Phillips, Maludo, Kalu. Yeah. You know, that was his thing, you know? Yeah. And, and you guys never knew who was who was actually going to start. No chance. Yeah, no. you guys never knew that. Uh, and Jose always had that thing where he always wants players to be on their toes. Yeah. And I think he, if there's one position he, he really did that was on the wing because he knows of course Robin with his injuries and yeah. all pretending sometimes okay it's not me I don't want to yeah. pretend he was injured and, yeah. and stuff like that but yeah. so Joseph found, found the way to make sure he kept you guys on your toes Yeah, and that by not telling you guys who's starting yeah. so yeah I think yeah. that you're right John and, and, and I think he if you look at Manchester City now with Pep yeah, and you think Foden Grealish Mares obviously last Doku. year Doku all of them who played there, they all get rotated. What was yeah. their best? Like, it was just, Jose was just ahead of the curve with how football is. You're spying of your team. Yeah. Like where John played, mm. you know, the center halves, the fullbacks, the way we played. Yeah. You know, you need to play then 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. But what he knew with us, he knew, like, listen, if, if I'm playing crap, and I'm 60 minutes in. He looks behind him. He's got Robin and Duff. Exactly, yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, fresh. Get on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, sorry, I'll yeah. do the same thing. It's yeah. just, it was, you know, and we were so strong and you'd go on a pitch and you'd know you'd had to affect the game. Like, it was just, it was, it, it was great management. I just, the only thing, I don't think the new generation would have liked that. They, yeah. Everyone likes to be yeah. Molly Coddle. Yeah, he said bit. that, didn't he, when he was yeah. in the pod. I don't know if you yeah, listened yeah, to his yeah, pod. Did, yeah. And he said, listen, if I if I'm with the new generation the way I was with you guys, yeah. he'd probably be in jail. And, yeah. and, and you know, and that's true, you remember? I yeah, mean, yeah. He was like a he was Mate. like an angry uh, he, you know, crazy guy, you know, in the dressing room, kicking everything, destroying yeah. everything, doesn't speak to players for a couple of weeks and things. Even the emotional side of it alone, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's crazy. But he, he done this to me, right? We played a game. Like we, I had loads of, I love Jose. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> but like people always think like we had a bad relationship. We had lots of arguments. Yeah, you did have a lot of arguments though, a lot. But, but I love him. But I remember um, I played against, it was like a league game. We won 3 0 at home. It was just, I don't even remember who it was against. I set a goal up or maybe set two goals up. Play, thought I played well, right? But then, I like a couple of, you know, like I said, I done, probably took a little bit, a few little flicks around, right? <laughs> and then I've gone through one on one with yeah. a goalkeeper. Yeah. And I should have just slotted it in. But I saw Crespo to the, to the side of me and I thought, well, I'm just going to do like the eyes and give it to him. Yeah. And he's not run anyway. They're defenders. And I didn't think nothing of it. We won 3 0. Mm -hmm. Most managers wouldn't. Wouldn't, wouldn't think anything yeah. of it just like but we're doing a warm down the next day and we was all this was before your time yeah, yeah. and we was all sitting there I felt feeling pretty good about myself play, you know playing well we're yeah, winning games yeah, yeah. and he come over and just said he says see that you see you do that shit again <laughs> you do that shit again boy he said you you'll never fucking play for me again <laughs> and I was like what I was, and I'm, I'm stretching my car and I'm just like really like do you know what I mean? And there was another game. After setting up two goals and winning three yeah, 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 and another game. <laughs> I scored the winner against Liverpool, right? This is a game before your time. And I was like, 
they were our big rivals. Yeah. And um, I thought I was the bee's knees, John. <laughs> I've gone out that night, you know, banging in the winner against Liverpool for your club. We had a great night. And, and before, like, phones. And, well, you had you know, a great night, though. You always had a great yeah. night back then. <laughs> I've got a story where you lived out the fucking window. <laughs> we lived that one. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh... So we so anyway, bang the goals. So goals gone in, gone out. Great night, no technology. Wake up the next morning, my phone's blowing up, and he's just like battered me in the press. No, he was like he he has two sides, Joe Cole, the beautiful side and the ugly side, and I need more of the beautiful side. And and he was just like, but he don't do this, and he don't do that, he don't you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just a way of just keeping us down. Yeah. But I think he's such a, I think he knew every time he'd done that to me, I would respond. We'd have an argument and I'd respond. And, um, but I don't know if that's the character now of the, the players. They Listen, I, I think the, the modern player has better than us in a lot of ways, like physically, technically, tactically, but the mentality wise, because mentality, they're not, yeah pushed like we Tough were enough, yeah, you know, to, yeah, you know, yeah, in that yeah. sense I was going to say there because I've read Joe that you have said he dug you out all the time like you yeah. were his target and I wonder I'll ask you both of this because you know John we've spoken about this at length the dynamics of a dressing room a manager needs a fall guy to set the message, to set the kind of tone for the rest. And I'll ask you this, John, did you ever have run-ins with, with Josie? Were you a target of Josie's kind of anger at times? Or was John, was, John, John was his baby, man. He loved John. There's like, I've got to say, there's only one time I've ever heard him shout at John. And we was playing a friendly at Glasgow Rangers. Do you oh, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He killed me. He absolutely killed like, me. He loved John. He never oh, said he anything killed to John. Me. He killed me. He killed he, me. He's a, <laughs> go on then. He's going to say it? Yeah, yeah, go on. He's going to... We're playing Rangers in a friendly. <laughs> and like, well, listen, none of us are playing well. Yeah. But he's gone... Um, he's up. And um, he's irate. He's so angry, Jose. And I'm right in front of him there like that. And he's going, John! John! You're, play, you're playing like a fucking elephant. And he started doing the trunk sign of... Like, right in front of me. And because it's the pre-season, I've got the I've got the towel on my shoulder at half time. Yeah. And I know I'm gonna start like knowing you're in school and the teachers, you shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. And I've gone like, Were you laughing? Because you're like, your face. Like, I was looking at him. I was like, why is he? Because I actually know the whole team were playing really bad. Yeah. But then he kept he but that's what I said about him as well. Yeah. Joseph, when he's angry, he he picks he picks one person. Yeah. He picks one. He can be angry with eleven. Yeah. But then there's one person yeah. that he really wants to go after. Yeah. And that day, like Joe said, he oh he killed me. Yeah. In Glasgow, he yeah. killed me. Yeah. You play like a fucking elephant. You can't <laughs> run. You can't, what is, you <laughs> destroyed me. Absolutely destroyed me. And then what happened? I think I went back. Did I go back? I think I went back. And after what, 10 minutes or so, he took me out. Yeah. He took me out. Yeah. Who was the player that stood up to him? I know, you know, Fergie, again, I referenced United a lot. They're my club growing up. I know Fergie, there was a couple of challenges. I think Steve Bruce famously yeah. stood up one time and said, enough's enough. Was there anyone at Chelsea that he would come for that would give uh, it back? And it was you. Uh, do you know what? I, I, don't, I don't ever remember anyone, yeah. anyone do, like, not I, so. I, I had an argument with him once, 
Not, well, I had a few arguments with him, but my arguments were always in the office. Like, yeah, do you know office, what I mean? Yeah. One-on-one, like, it wasn't really, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't, I didn't, I just knew, I knew best not to, like, I did, like if he's saying that, he was, the, was you there when he dug out Ricky Cavalio? That was a belter. That was hilarious. That, He's a, and Ricky, listen. Rico's what a, his boy, yeah. Rico's his, Rick boy, is his yeah, boy, took him everywhere, yeah, loved yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But he, I don't know why, again, like there was, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for it. He, he never played badly <laughs> for more than two games, Ricky. No, I've never seen no. him make, hardly ever made a mistake. Yeah. But he, um, he, I think he might have been just before you come in. Yeah, probably. Ricky's her. He's gone to Ricky. Yeah. He, he, he said something in Portuguese and then he said, you're... Yeah, fuck it, you're shit. I'm not going to play you. I'm going to play JT, then Gallas. And if I don't play them, I'm going to play Robert Hoof. I'm going to play the kid. Then I'm going to play the kid, Steve Watt. Then if I don't play Steve Watt, I'm going to play the kit man. I'm not playing. I think it was there, that. You might have been there. And I was just I like, I was, yeah. I get, the gig, I get the giggles when there's things like that. Like, that's So like, I'm I'm trying not to laugh. I'm just, my me belly, me belly's going over. Yeah. I just liked it better because it was just... It was done. It was dealt with, and this yeah. is sometimes at half time. And you got the time, yeah, most yeah, of the time, yeah. And you got to sort of process. If he's come for you and you're the one, you got to process it. You got to go out and perform. Mm-hmm. And invariably, most players did. I, I think you did. He was testing you to see if you could perform, and if you could perform after that, if he could trust you in the big games, in the big moments. Yeah, and I, I, I think. From us, now I've done a bit of coaching, John. I think that's that's why he was doing it. Okay. Yeah. So like, you understand a bit more why yeah. he was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you can't like and like he prob- he said on here he said, you know you can't do it with a modern yeah. modern player now because times are different. And listen, who are we to say times better now? You know, what I mean, are people a bit more a bit more kinder to each other. You know, certainly. Um, no, Joe, I def- I definitely do think when we back in the day we were. Parents raised, you know, raised men, mm. men, kinda, because we were able to deal with the situations. You know, when mm. I look at the games now, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about obviously the club, mm. but then you look at the games, you look at the the effort and the players when they finish playing the games. Mm. It's, it's like you know, you they go through games, probably five, six, seven games without any player having to go at each other. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, back in the yeah. day. Even in training, we, yeah, we yeah, you know, yeah. there's fights. Yeah, yeah. There's fights, players, yeah. you know, going after each other, punching each other, yeah. kicking each other because you want to be on the pitch. Yeah. And right now I, I watch the Chelsea team. There's nothing like that. Everybody's so friendly with each other. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I want to invite you tomorrow for, you know, for lunch, yeah. coffee. If I shout at you on the pitch today, yeah. probably you're not going to answer my phone. You know, yeah. things like that. It's just, it's just not what we used to back no. in the day. So, yeah. I agree, John. And, and because the job I do now where I'm working, I'm, I'm meeting the guys, you know, and I'm interviewing them and I speak to them and, and it's, I find it, I, I still find it strange. I say to, after the game, when they're all going up to the opposition, like talking to oh, each other, like, yeah. well, you know, oh, oh. and thing, and yeah. you know, I didn't speak to Rio for about eight years, unless we met up for England. Like, you know, Michael Carrick, I room with him at West Ham, but when we were up, like, it was just like, no, you're there and yeah. we're there yeah. and that's it. And we're, we're, we're that. Yeah. But these guys... Like I said, I, I, I'm on the fence as to, you know, I think it's better that they're a bit more open and we're talking about things a bit more, but, you know, 
and, I, and they're all great guys. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. all of them, are, I, honestly, John, I, I, I go to Chelsea a lot and I interview the guys, like okay. Conor Gallagher, for instance, what a, what a guy. And yeah, to he's, be one, fair, he's, he's one. one yeah, he's, he yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Conor for me is the guy that when he finished playing a game, you can tell, okay, okay, this guy has been in a football game. Yeah. He gives all, he's, yeah. he, he gives his all, he's running, he's tackling, he's giving 110%. Yeah. Kono is the one player that I will single out and say, this guy is fighting for the badge. Absolutely. Apart from Kono, there's nobody else. I will really. To play devil's advocate here a little bit, truthfully, is Conor Gallagher at the standard that Chelsea need? Um, I, I think Connor, and one thing I put above anything else, he's got ability. But like, believe me, I've, I've seen him up close. He's a very talented player. You know, I think he'll keep getting better in the same way that Jordan Henderson did at Liverpool. Yeah. And I think it'd be a travesty if Chelsea let him go. You know, they're talking about the homegrown players. Yeah. Like him, there's been rumours of him going for Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. Um, please don't. Like, I, if, if I could speak <laughs> to the owners now, just, just don't do that. Like, you've got, first of all, you've got to understand, like, look, two ex-players here who watch Chelsea all the time. Yeah. And we both singled him out. You know, is Connor as gifted as Enzo? Is he as gifted as... Um, you know, Cole Palmer's, I'm, you know, you know, maybe arguably not technically, you yeah, know, but yeah. in my team, if I'm picking a team I need to win, he's playing every week. And if you let that go out the dressing room as well, the unseen things that you, that you miss, do you know what I mean? I, absolutely. Just if someone's listening at the club, which they, I hope they, they do, are, they do. They're please, <laughs> please keep Conor Gallagher, forget, you know how much money it's worth on the spreadsheet. Find the money somewhere else. But he, he, I think, I think the kid, the kid's like going to get better and better, and he's going to be a massive player for Chelsea. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino, and games. Also, you stand the chance in getting up to two hundred percent bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Do you recognise the football club now, Joe? You know, you look at the new owners that have come in. It's a bit harem scaring in my opinion. Yeah. A billion pounds has been spent. Yeah. Still think they're finding their identity, moving away from the Abramovich era. Do you recognise the football club that you've said on this podcast you supported as a wee boy? Yeah, well, that's a great question. But to be honest with you, the football club I supported as a boy and the team I played for was like two different things. Like it was yeah. honestly, mate, I used to, I was a ball boy behind the goal. You've probably seen the pictures and there was yeah, people used it, to park yeah. the cars yeah. behind the goal. So I used to live. <laughs> there was like, no, yeah, Premier, the like, there, Premier yeah. League, Premier League. I'm telling you, there, there wasn't even, <laughs> there wasn't even seats at one end. Yeah, yeah. You'd be sitting on the benches and, and. That's I, crazy that. You know, I watched, um, you know, my heroes, like I'm talking Kerry Dixon, players Ooh. he wouldn't, like, wouldn't he be years ago. Yeah. But so I've seen it evolve, you know, and in Roman's era, we went mm. and won everything and, you know, become a global team. Yeah. With the new guys, the new owners, like, I think if we sat them down and you, that would be great to get one of them on your podcast. I think they should do more things like that to, to speak to the, to the crowd and the fans. To the fans, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. they believe we've, yeah. got the, we've got a young squad now and I think they believe in two years' time we'll be up there. And I think only, it's good for somebody, yeah, I think you just said, it's good for somebody from the club to, to, to actually yeah. come out and speak to the fans and say, listen, this is our vision. This is where we want to go. Yeah. Um, I know we know it's going to take a bit of time, obviously, yeah. because of the transition. Uh, but we'll get there. Yeah. And and they've they've done well. We're not sitting here criticizing them. They've yeah. done well. They've spent money. Yeah. They've bought really good young players 
who we think in the next four or five years they will be they will be world class players. We yeah. hope so. They need to come out and say that to the fans yeah. because the fans are sitting there not knowing what's going on. So yeah. for one of them to come out and say that will be really good. Mm. And I hope And you can... take him on the podcast. Do <laughs> 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 you want to be Mikel exclusive? <laughs> it would be nice. I think you're right. I think there needs to be a little bit more transparency there. Yeah. Watch, you know, I've said it. John knows this. Anyone that listens or watches this podcast will know I'm a huge Graham Potter fan. I think he's going to be a success in yeah. his next job, wherever he goes. Is, is Poch moving that football club along enough for you, Joe? Is it not a little bit like, Jesus, had they kept with Graham, would they not have seen a little bit more, uh, I guess, growth? Because Poch, it stagnated a little bit for me. I think you can go all the way back to Thomas Tuchel. You know what I mean? Thomas Tuchel's proven. I look at Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, right? And he lost 12 games last year, you know, yeah. and now they're sitting on top of the league. Mm -hmm. Top managers... You know, there's they find a way. They find a way. And 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 Thomas Tuchel, for whatever reasons, the club went away from Thomas. Graham Potter come in. You know, maybe I think Graham Potter would would have would have will be a top manager and he has proven himself at the Premier League level. Maybe it was just a, a jump too much for him in terms of like yeah, yeah. you know, like a club that's used to having Ancelotti, Scolari, Jose Mourinho, yeah, Conte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 These are proven proven managers yeah. as well. Yeah. There's proven a different like, like this is my thing about becoming a manager and doing you could do a million sessions in the world. You could have every you could do you could have every session known to a coach to a man but you know tactically you could know everything but when you're standing out there with 11 top world-class players five of them hate you six of them like you the others <laughs> on the bench hate you even more yeah you know the fans yeah. are on your back mm -hmm. big pressure from the media you know can you make the good decisions right and and maybe yeah. for Grand Potter that, that would have been the next step for after him maybe they needed to go somewhere before that and then Frank coming back I think was it was it was so hard for him John honestly because by that time, the group, it was in the, right in the middle of the transition spell. Yeah, yeah. everybody you know. was going out, coming in. I mean, we didn't know who was staying, who was going. Yeah. It was like in and out, in and out. Uh, you know, it was so tough for Frank, the second spell. Yeah, and then then Poch has come in and again, he's firefighting all the time. Hasn't helped him with the injuries. I don't know what's going on at the club now. It seems to be every five minutes... Someone my is, phone's yeah. pinging someone else has pulled an hamstring <laughs> someone else is. do you know what I mean it's like Rhys James Rhys James oh, I mean God. I love him I love him as a player I love him and I think he should be the captain of the football yeah. club yeah but you can't be the captain of the football club if you are constantly yeah. constantly getting injured mm. I love him as a player I love him as a person yeah but we need obviously we play with, with the greatest captain yeah. I think uh, a football club will ever have constantly there yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter he probably broken foot toes yeah, yeah. remember that training he, exactly <laughs> exactly JT broken toe he played training trained with it yeah this was what we had and this is something that yeah. will always galvanize the team if your captain is always there and yeah. you always see who is the leader now we don't, you know, we don't have that. You know, I like yeah. Reese, but I hope he sorts out, you know, his injury problems and come back and be there for the team because this is now when we actually do need somebody there, you know. Yeah, I agree. Leader. So I agree. for me, you know, I hope uh, he comes back stronger. And he's in, take, I think you need to take your time with him, with Reese. I think, you know, I sort of want to, I want to say to him, listen, it looks like he's doing too much. He's top heavy, too much gym. And I think when he goes onto the pitch, maybe 
he's trying so hard because he wants to do so well for the club. I think he's doing too much. I think we need to go with Reese, use him sparingly and build him up okay. and to make him robust enough to play regularly. I don't think for one second question his mentality because I know the no, lad and he no, wants to win. Yeah. He wants to win yeah, and he wants yeah. to do well for Chelsea yeah. and that's... I'm sure of that. I just think it's the people around him telling him, you, you know, lift this weight, lift that. He's, he's probably yeah. spending hours a day in the gym. And sometimes you sometimes you just need to say to him, listen, you're Reese James. You're a great player. You'll always be a great player. Mm -hmm. You'll be you'll be 60 and I'll give you the ball and you'll be able to whip it. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just, just, just get yourself on the pitch. Once the game's won after 60 minutes, come off, sit down, relax. Exactly. exactly. We're playing Preston in the FA Cup. You're, yeah. You know, go and have a day. Yeah. Don't yeah. go in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, I think a lot of these young players overtrain, and I think at Chelsea a lot of them are overtraining. And, and you know, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong because I don't have all the information. But from what I see from the outside, there's far too many injuries, and I think it can. It, that usually means they're doing too much. Too much in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm. Interesting. That you mentioned mm. Liverpool. I want to get to your move from yeah. Chelsea to Liverpool. Uh, I've got to put one story to bed. We've talked a lot about Jose. He is the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Everyone's yeah. fascinated by Jose. Yeah. And you've got to tell us the story, Joe. He loved a certain car that you bought, did he not, Jose? <laughs> he did, yeah. He did. He liked, I, Do you know what? I'm not really one for cars, right? But I always... My, one of my dreams was to uh, play for Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> one of my dreams was to play for England. Yeah. One of my dreams was to have a Ferrari. Ooh. Right. Okay. I wanted to be I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle as well. There's still time for that. <laughs> but anyway, I've achieved three out of four. I got the Ferrari, and um, and he loved it. He loved his cars, Joe. It's the only it's the only real like amazing car I've yeah. got yeah. I ever had, and he loved it. And he kept trying to buy it off me. Oh, well, I was just hinting. I was just like, yeah, you know, maybe if a new deal comes my way, maybe we can do something. <laughs> but he loved it, you know? And I was just like, you know, if I start at the weekend, you can have it, Gaffer. You can have it, you know? But, um, I love it. But love he, yeah, that. yeah. The reason I love that car, and it's actually, and I'm talking about some bad business moves I've done. That car, it was a Ferrari Scaglietti, it's a Ferrari Scaglietti, right? And it was, I was very lucky to get it because when you're in the height of your career, they, they probably want the young England players to be in the car. So I was very lucky to get it. And it turned out to be, if I would have held on to it, even to this day, it would have gone up in value. Yeah. But I ended up selling it. And it was only because of, I'm so tight. I kept, I'll tell you why, I kept scratching it in the car park at Chelsea, costing me a fortune. I went, no, nah, I'm not doing it no more. Because so, so, you're so tight at Stanford Bridge. Right, right. Oh yeah, the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you eventually got rid of it, but Josie didn't buy it just to be clear. He didn't, didn't no. No, I think he would have done, but I think he got the sack otherwise. I was <laughs> whilst we were negotiating, yeah. Carlo Angelotti came along, we've spoken about him a lot. Yeah. I'm quite interested to know, you know, a boy who Chelsea fan, the day that you leave the club, and, and John, you've spoken about it, you know, yeah. you made the move to China, didn't quite work out with you and Antonio Conte. That, that day arrives, you're going to leave the football club. Mm. You, Joe, went from a big club to another monster club, yeah. an institution in the shape of yeah. Liverpool. Arsenal and Tottenham linked. Truth to that, who else was in for you and, and how did it come about? The thing was, the situation was me. After the 2008 Champions League final, yeah. I had two years left on my contract. I won player of the year. Um, That's right. But they they was negotiate. This negotiation started the following season when Scolari come in, you know, and I was playing regularly. 
Um, not to the level I was the season before, but none of us were. We, we yeah. dipped off of it. Yeah, we did. And yeah. um, negotiations, negotiations started. And we was getting there. Bit, and, and in, but then I'd done my knee. In, and I was 29, nearly 29, or just turned 29, I think. I'd done my knee work. And that was, a, that was probably the start, the end of my career, John, because I was never the same player after that. It was, I'd done everything, ACL, PCL, MCL. Oof. And I was out for 11 months. So it hurt me. But in hindsight, Chelsea were right. From a business perspective, they stopped the negotiations to see how I was when I come back. Mm. So I missed the rest of the season. Um, we won the FA Cup. I missed. I missed against Everton. I missed the only cup yeah. final one I didn't play in while was I was that, at the club. Was that Gus Hiddink? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we won that. Yeah, we won that. Yeah. You're not a fan of Gus? Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. Big okay. fan. Oh, yeah. big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Oh, he's my dad, isn't he? You yeah, remember everybody yes. used to say yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gus is like your your. All oh, the yeah. managers love John. It's <laughs> <laughs> that face, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. No, Gus was Gus was one who really, absolutely, absolutely loved. Loved, loved me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, every time he came back to the club, I was like the number one player on the board. Yeah, yeah. This was That's good, good man. Yeah. I'm not surprised, John. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So they stopped from being in a really strong position to negotiating a contract, doing my knee. Chelsea pulled back from negotiations. Then I come back the next season in August, October time. By this time, Carlo had come into the club. October, August, yeah, October. And Anelka was playing well. Maluda was playing well. Yeah. Kalu was playing yeah, well. Drogba yeah, was yeah, playing yeah, well. Yeah. And then I was coming in off the bench, playing well, but it was hard to break back into the team. And it, it got to, um, it was a, the, the guys went away to the African Nations Cup, I remember, yeah. in the January. So I knew I'd have a chance to play regularly. Mm. I played every game, I think it was six or seven, eight games in a row. Yeah. Played really well. And then there was a big, and, and then they started to, we can offer you this new contract. It wasn't at the way it was before. And then my ego got involved a little bit. It was just, football was more of a struggle. Like I would play, knee would blow up. You know, I had to, you know, I couldn't do certain things that I used to be able to do. And I, but and I had three months. Yeah, I remember, sometimes you finish a game and you always had the eyes back. Yeah, right, I mean, on your, it, on your I, knee and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I need, I needed it, John. It was like yeah. a lot of pain. It was a, yeah. a lot of pain. Anyone who's had that injury will tell you. You know, you it's very rare you get back to where you were. Where you uh, maybe yeah. nowadays it's different. They have different technologies and that don't they but um so i'm they then they then they stopped the contract negotiations but carlo actually wanted me to stay and it was i think so in the background there was the manager and i believe carlo because i think he's a good decent human i want you mm. to stay he said i want to play you but kalu was playing so well and so was maluda and i'm like yeah, yeah. you know and i'm i'm sensible enough to know that they're playing well. Like I mm. don't knock on the manager's door if they're not. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And then, but I was playing well when I played as well. That's why we won the double. Everyone was doing their bit. Yeah. And um, it got to the end of the season. We had the Man United game at Old Trafford. And this is um, like, so my body was just failing me. And I think, I think Kalu must've been injured for him not to play for whatever reason. But I started, oh, it was a, title decider up at Old Trafford and um, I, and I knew I was starting 
And I thought, we had to win the game. We couldn't draw, otherwise we'd lose the league. And I pulled my back right in the last two minutes. And anyone who's pulled their back, know the pain is like, so as I'm, I literally can't walk, my le- I'm feeling all the shooting pains down my right leg. Yeah, yeah. I'm walking off past Carlo and Clem and he's like, are you ready for this tomorrow? Like you're a big play, you know, give me the G up. And I'm thinking I could fall over and collapse because my leg, <laughs> I'm not telling him. I'm not telling him because if I tell him, he's going to play someone else and I'm playing tomorrow. Yeah. So I've grabbed, Gle- I grabbed Glenn Driscoll. Yeah. I said, Glenn, like, I said, and as soon as Carlo went away, I basically collapsed. I went, my back's fucked. My back's fucked. I said, get me. And he went, don't worry, we'll work on you. So we went in the pool. We worked for hours. And credit to him, like he's a really good physio. Worked for hours in the pool, loosened off. I didn't do anything super. My back had seized up where my yeah. knee went functioning. Anyway, yeah. got all the, all the anti-inflammatory. Get on the, get on the coach, get there, treatment all night. I still can't walk for breakfast properly. Ooh. But then it's loosening off. And I thought, right, I'm playing because this, you know, it's shit or bust. Yeah, yeah. And then we play, we start the game and they're on fire. They're popping their back. Oh, this is just hard, man. I'm, Old Trafford with one leg. Fuck it, <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, scored, scored a goal to make it one nil. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, Flicked yeah, it in. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we got, Didier puts us two nil up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we know now it's in our hands now we yeah. can win the league yeah. and uh, anyway we win the game and then I come I don't think I can train for three or four days after I really wrecked myself but that was like how my body was after that yeah. and then yeah. I'm thinking yeah. to myself I think something subconsciously thought to myself you know I need to you know I'm not I'm never going to get to the player I was so my I thought I've got to leave really you know what I mean yeah. like, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to finish my Chelsea career just, you know, sitting down there, sitting there in the inj- yeah. on the injury table. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a choice between Liverpool or Spurs because Arsenal pulled out and I just couldn't go to Spurs. Like, as well, like, I just couldn't go, John. Like, you know, it would made sense. Harry Redknapp was the manager. They had a good team. Yeah. I lived in London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All my pals, are, half my pals are Spurs. Spurs, yeah, they live in but London I just, as well. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, you know, I'm really intrigued. My, my daughter was just born. And Liverpool's a great club, you know. I, you know, it didn't work for me there, but it's you know, it's a fantastic club, institution yeah. globally. Yeah. And um, if I could have my time again, I'd probably go. No, do you know what? Wait, and I would have gone abroad somewhere hot because the actual playing in the heat helped my knee. Because after Not that, really? yeah. Because after that, I sort of went Liverpool, West Ham, Villa. But I kept, you know, I couldn't. I went. To, I had a good season in France. Mm. But yeah. um, it weren't until I was, you know, my knee was just managing yeah. my injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but managing to still play, play well sometimes, but never really consistent like I had yeah. been. And then um, I never played for England again after 2010. And then uh, when I went to America, it was like a miracle. Living in the sun, my knee was like 60, 70. It's still not right now, like, you know, but I can still play. Mm. But um, it was like a miracle. So if I think if, I'd, if I could have a, hindsight I would have gone abroad somewhere hot maybe Spain or southern Italy somewhere and I think I would have been able to play at the top level a little bit longer but ultimately I wasn't the same player after that knee injury it was and that's sad but I had a, I had a long career you see there you wish perhaps if you had your time again you would have gone abroad I, I want to talk about your year in France Joe because yeah. 
John Obi has spoken an awful lot about Eden Hazard. So much so that John's not on Eden's Christmas card list. <laughs> well, what's happened? <laughs> oh, his love of rice puddings. I think that's it. Yeah, it's not my phone call, is it? No, no, no. He's fine. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's good. He's good. Amazing. But you had the year in France. I was looking at stats today. 38 games in Ligue 1 that season. 20 yeah. goals, yeah. 18 assists mind-boggling numbers for a, for a kid yeah for a kid Talk, yeah. you knew him before in a lot of ways the world knew him before yeah. john knew him, before i knew yeah. him. what was he like in leo well when i spoke to the manager rudy garcia who's a fantastic manager by the way he's um he's been really good i mean it was a great adventure for for me and my family to go out to there but he, i spoke to him and you know I went to the manager like, like I went, where'd you see me playing? He went, well, he got the board out. He went, well, he said, you're going to be here and Eden's here in the middle. And then like, and then if I'll do this, but whatever happened, Eden was in the middle. Like, and I'm like, but I want to be there. And he's gone, and he's gone. No, he said, listen, I need, you could help us with your experience and you could do this and do this. Yeah. But Eden is a very special player. That and I was thinking like, oh, how special is this player? You know what I mean? I've seen, I've seen, listen, you know, it's like at yeah. Chelsea, yeah. every kid that come to train with us was going to be the new big the thing. The new big thing, And yeah. then they ended up and going then, to, yeah, exactly. that, you know. Yeah. But when was the first day I saw him, John, he come in and he had these, he, he's sitting there with his hands like that. No way. Like, and I'm like, all right, how are you doing? Like, I'm Straight away from that age. Yeah. He I was, thought you only started that no, when no, no, was no, no. This is all natural. He's like, no. that, very relaxed. Like literally the manager's having to pick him up to get him out to train him. Oh my God. And he's God. gone out in the training field. He's not moving. <laughs> he's just laughing and joking and not moving. And then he get the ball and he, he, he done something. And I was like, Wow. Okay, might be luck. And then yeah. d- d- get bang, goal. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And I've just said to the gaffer, Rudy Garcia, I said, yeah, play him in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of played a little bit deeper, which I really actually really liked. I played in a more sort of midfield role. Oh, at you times. Did? Oh, yeah, wow, and he okay. went, because Dimitri Payet was there as well as oh, yeah? a youngster. Okay, okay. We had a hell of a team. We finished second. Or third, I think, it was, I think it was second. Maybe we dropped a third last game of the season, but we had a fantastic team. And wow. then playing with them too, the biggest compliment I can play for Eden Hazard was it even made Payette look just good. average, like a good player. Yeah, yeah. But Hazard was unbelievable. And he asked me about like, he had all the clubs wanting him. And I just thought to myself, listen, I knew how much he loved oh, Really? His- so he came to you and said, listen... He, um, I remember, what do you think? I don't want to get any clubs in trouble, but I remember there was the Manchester derby and one of the Manchester clubs was sending over a private jet for him and his family to come and watch the game, you know, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapping yeah, up, yeah, do you know what I mean? Wherever you do, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, they're trying Last to, minute, last yeah. minute tapping up, And I'm yeah. saying, listen, forget about Manchester, mate. Listen, you, you need to be in London. And because, you know, I knew, I could see he's a family guy, yeah. kids from a young age, his brothers was there. I said, you'll love Chelsea because it's a great club. The fans will love you because they love players who play like you. And I said, you know, you're a train away from home. If you need you, because he's a homeboy. And yeah, you know, you know yeah, what he's like. Yeah. And um, everyone oh, thinks he's agent, agent call. He did the deal, didn't he? Uh, no, no commission. 20% nothing. Nish. <laughs> he got. <laughs> Nish. I wish I had 20% of Eden Hazard's agent. I'd buy that house back in the palm. <laughs> Oi, can you give him a house back? <laughs> He was a special talent. I mean, when you look at his stats, 
it's incredible. Double figures goals, double figures assists. I think yeah. it namely serves five successive seasons yeah. across France and into England. We've spoke, yeah. spoken a lot about him, but there's a fascination about him. Mm. You, you know, Leo, you then see his transformation and his growth at Chelsea, Joe. Uh, I mean, ultimately, is he the best that you, you have played alongside? He's the best. He's the best player I've played with, the most talented player I've played yeah. with. I, I don't know what John I'll said. I'll say the same. I'd have said yeah. the same. Technically. Yeah. Uh, uh, Easy. I, I would put Arjun Robben up with him but Arjun could go on with the left foot. Eden could go both sides. So I think Eden's just that next bit. And yeah, I think for me, I wouldn't say Eden uh, Arjun because for me, he was always injured. Constantly, yeah, know, he was yeah. always injured. You know, yeah, but John, yeah. only at Chelsea though, because when he because exactly playing in the Premier League, the thing, some players can't play yeah, in the Premier. Exactly though, but when when yeah. he played in Bayern, he was always yeah. weak and we yeah. was playing. Yeah, and that's what we're saying, like. Or Madrid when he yeah exactly he was always playing but only at Charles he was always injured yeah but you know why at Bayern Munich you're playing look at what Harry Kane's doing to the German oh, league oh yeah yeah like you're playing easy, you're playing mate. for Bayern Munich and he, they, I watched him and I think he's the one of like one of the best I played with but he didn't have to be explosive all the no, time no. there was none of no. this connecting with a team running back he would yeah. stand up on the right wing give him the ball and he's a genius and he'd just do that and score yeah but um yeah. The, the demands on the Premier League, particularly in that era for wingers, was like, you know, me and me and, me and yeah, Damien, yeah. me and Damien Duff, we love we love Arjun, obviously, and we used to before your time, Jose used to set us up. It'll be two two out of three would play, one would be on the right and one would be on the left, and we'd flip it as Jose left it to us to, as we see fit. And say if you're playing against Arsenal and you got. Ashley Cole as the left back and say Stepanovs as the right back or something. So <laughs> Robin, right? Robin had the great habit of like, he'd work out who was the weaker fullback and just go and stand there and look at you. And he'd both be going, no, we're nothing to do with Ashley Cole. And I'd be going, oh, I'll go and deal with Ashley. And he'd stay there. He'd just stay there. Yeah, and, and ultimately it worked because he one-on-ones, he was like, like, yeah, it's bang, it beats some of them. You've said something that I've got to pick up on. I find it amazing. Jose Mourinho, hard with a brush that everything, there was nothing left to chance. You just said there, Joe, that his wide men in that first iteration, the first Chelsea team, he gave you the freedom yeah. to decide who how, how we, if we wanted to do it, it actually, it actually quite, you know, I, I really enjoyed it because we could come in, we could float inside and thicken up the midfield and, you had the freedom to do, and I, and like, and I was smart enough to know as well. If they had a really really slow fullback, Duffer and Robin were a lot quicker than me, so we they'd go and play high and wide up against them, and I'd probably come and drop in and come a bit closer to the midfield. But I think other managers wanted it a bit more rigid. So sort of when Jose left, I was more off the right playing more than the left. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I play on the left. Because we had Maluda with his left foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Kalu could play both sides, couldn't he? Kalu, Kalu, Kalu sides, and yeah, Central. Yeah. Kalu was more, I'd say I was a a midfielder playing on the wing and Kalu was a forward playing on the wing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kalu had um, like great timing of his runs. He had a great, yeah, great timing because he knew exactly when to get in the box. Yeah. Because he could see the ball coming from that side yeah. and he knows his timing has to be right. Perfect. Yeah. And he did it really well. And um, yeah, I think that's that's actually right when you've just yeah, said that. That's the, yeah, I, yeah. And I, and I, yeah, think, I never thought about that. And, and, the, and 
I think in a modern in a modern game, I think me and John would probably make a nice little midfield pairing. There. <laughs> yeah, we <should>. pivoting <laughs> off each other, sharing the number ten role. Just sitting off there, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I think it, you know, in England, in Britain, we've got this thing where a young player is built up to be the next superstar. Mm. Wayne Rooney had it and, and it's amazing to me. I hear so many people that say, despite the fact he won all that he won, he was and he is Manchester yeah. his record goal scorer. He was England's, but Wayne Rooney never fulfilled his potential. Joe Cole, natural talent. When you look back in your career, Joe, any regrets do you feel when you were a kid looking at what I want to go and achieve? Did you achieve all that you did? The one that missed me was the was the Champions League. I think four semi-finals I played and then a final in Moscow. I actually come off for a Nelka in the final because he I'd never taken a penalty in my career up to that point. And obviously Nico was a penalty taker. And so that would have been my my penalty. But the, I regret not winning, not regret because, you know, you get what you're given. Like I said, you, you, you know, you've got to be happy with what you've got in life. You know, I'm just thinking... You Do know, you think if you stayed on the pitch, you would have you yeah. you would have scored that penalty? Would if 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 you eventually thought, you know what? I know where I would have gone. I know what side I would have gone, <laughs> and it was the other side to <laughs> me. <Nico. laughs> would you have gone the other side? Hundred percent. No way. Side. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Oh, so, wow. So sometimes it's so we would have won the Champions League like that. Like you 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 said it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, that was the keepers in the game. Oh, but because of you, we didn't win the Champions yeah. League in the 2018. <laughs> Fucking hell, Joe. You've killed us. <laughs> you would have stayed on the pitch I'm and just gone the other way. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so, missing out on the Champions League, because it won everything else, yeah. was... It hurt. When John's... when See, that was an interesting one for me. When they won it in 2012, I was sitting in Lille getting ready for a game. Oh. And the feelings, John, right? And like looking back now as a 42-year-old man, like there was like, there was there, like, there was like a, a, a jealousy. Like I got, you know, natural. Yeah, I, was like, yeah, I wanted yeah. to be there with the lads. Like, and then there was a happiness. And then there was like a, oh man, I should have been there. Then yeah, there was a happiness. Yeah. You know, all these emotions mixed up, yeah. mm. you know. And it was very hard. And then, then, like, and then like I'd rung like some of the lads who I knew, you yeah. know, like the Ashleys and, and, and messages. And, and, and then I'm like, I'm so happy for them and John, yeah. you know, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, but yeah. what's to say, you know, maybe coaching career down the line, maybe that's, it's meant for me that way. But going back to the only regret I have, and it's nothing I could do anything about, I think to myself, if I wouldn't have done my knee in South End and I had another five, six, seven years at Chelsea, I think I think I would have won it yeah. with 2012 with the lads yeah. and maybe, you know, would have played, you know. But there's nothing you could do about that. I started playing professional football in the Premier League at 17, got smashed to bits for them. And I think by the time I was 29, I was just an old car and the, and the fan belt ran out <laughs> effectively. <laughs> the knee's gone. You know, that Ferrari was long gone by then. Yeah, it's, that's it. I was a Ford Cortina by the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's it's fascinating because in there you've mentioned a Chelsea regret. You know, John, we've spoken about it. You climbed the mountain with Chelsea, 
but you also climbed the mountain with Nigeria. You yeah. won the African nations. And I look at you, Joe, part of the golden generation. Yeah. England have got one again. You know, there's I look at this England team and think to myself, it's maybe even better than the golden yeah, generation. I, it is. is any part of you, is any part of you regretful that that England team didn't go and Yeah, but regretful, but what I would say is like it it's just it's collectively we just wasn't there. Like we was we did we never put it all together. You know, you look at the two thousand and two team that won it, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo, the you know, the one that missed out for us was the two thousand and four when Greece yeah. won it. That was when we should have won a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I often think sometimes, you know, Rooney Rooney got injured in that tournament, changed the game against Portugal in the quarterfinal, broke his foot. Two thousand and six, another time we probably should have won it. You know, I think we was better than the Italian team. Rooney got sent off in 2006, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and then 2010 and 2008, we were miles off it. So then, then three years from 2002 to 2006, I just think tournament football is just not, it wasn't written in the stars for us. And arguably, what, a what a team you guys had. That. Yeah. Oh, what a team. Oh, and, 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 and I played with some of the, we've played with Balak's, you know, with Crespo's, yeah. the like great foreign players, Eden Hazard's, you know, and then I look at the players like Frank, Steven Gerrard, Steve Wayne easy. Rooney, Ashley Cole, Rio Ferdinand, and I'm like, they're as good as them. I know that, but it wasn't written in the stars for us. And I hope to, I hope it can do be think, doing this. Do this you way. think it was it, the, that, 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 that question of, of both playing together? Do you think, because obviously they had to find a way to fit both of them yeah. together. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that actually was was one of the problems that yeah. if a manager came on, came in and said, listen, I'm going to go with Stevie G yeah. and you, Frank, you, you have to sit down. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to go with Frank and you, Stevie G, have to sit down. Yeah. No oh manager came in and made that bold decision. Do you think that's something that cost, that cost the English, English team? Because that was the problem then. Mm. 100%. And as well, you had a David Beckham who was on the slide as well. Exactly. And he probably, and a Michael Owen who wasn't the Michael Owen of before. Scholes, he retired early. Yeah, yeah. Because he, you know, he he was, he was upset. He wanted to be Exa in that midfield exactly, position. Exactly, So we needed, we did need somebody with a little bit of tactical nous. You know, silly things like that. Michael Carrick's one of the best midfielders I've played with. He played 16 times for England. 16. In like 16 years or something stupid like no managers thought to themselves, right, we'll put Michael in there next to like Frank or Stevie. Or Stevie. Do you know what I mean? And then we'll go with a three and then we'll we'll maybe drop Scalzi. David Beckham or we'll drop Scholesy because he can't yeah. fit in there. Yeah. And then we'll bring him on after 60, 70 minutes in his right position. So you're right, tactically, but tactically, and, I, and again, I love Sven. What you'd have loved to play for Sven. He's a manager's, he's a player's manager. Yeah, John would have enjoyed a night out with Sven. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Sven does like a night out, let me tell you. He does like a night out. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Sven, so Sven, you like Sven, Joe? You I do him. like Sven as, you know, I, I really admire him. What a, a very good human being and a very good football manager. But I just think we needed someone who was bright, bright, a little bit braver to drop certain players yeah, yeah. and play the yeah, right yeah. balance of a team. And we've yeah. talked about that, like all of us England players, and we, we, all, we all agree with it. But 
none of us stepped exactly. up. And which which sit- one was gonna go? Sit- yeah, they all agree with it till they get the knock on the door. You're not playing tonight. You know what I mean? Exactly. I've yeah. got to ask yeah. you, know, Chelsea fan. Here's a bit of a kind of kind of. Uh, a bit of a, a kind of strange question, but as a Chelsea fan, Joe, 2003 to 2010, who's the signing the club made that you're saying to your mates, oh, yes, please, I'm having this. And then maybe he didn't quite hit the heights that you were excited for. <laughs> I'm not, won't be, John. Um, <laughs> and you know what? This, this, this guy, and I know the reason why, because with Shevchenko, when we oh, signed yeah. Sheva, it was just, he was 29 and now I was 24, 25, whatever it was, but he's, he had a bad hip. We signed him and he just couldn't be the Shevchenko we'd seen play in the Champions League, you know, and it was a shame because he was such a good guy and he trained so hard and he tried to get to the level that he had been, but his body, try, yeah. his body wasn't there. And I think that was one of the reasons why, you know, he was such a big superstar to come and play for us, Ballon d'Or winner. European Football of the Year. And we were such a settled team then already, but we had to find the place for him and he wasn't quite as good as a... Do you know what I mean? The player... He was one of the best strikers in the world in his time, but when he comes to Chelsea, I've spoke to Chevre about it since. You know, he just... His body... He was just on the wane slightly and it was a shame. But I'll tell you one thing, the Chelsea fans always recognise someone who's given their all. And they'll always stood yeah. by him, yeah. you know, and he's always welcome back because yeah. he give it. He's yeah. all, he wasn't a prima donna. He, he tried everything. Uh, it just, yeah. Unfortunately, we got him at the wrong time of his career. Five years before, it had blitzed the Premier League. Well, you did blitz the Premier League, Joe, and the fact that you two played together. I mean, final word for you, John. It is Zizou alongside you. That was the nickname you gave him. It not is just for the receding hairline, but just how good. <laughs> it was great playing with this man. Amazing, amazing. Great playing with, with him. I mean, yeah, Joe was, uh, uh, you know, he was fantastic for the club. Uh, like you said, so a guy who supported the club as a, you know, as a youngster. And obviously to see someone who's a youngster to, to achieve his dream of playing for, you know, for a club like Chelsea and, you know, and representing the club for, for, a very, for a very long time. For me that, you know, some of the stories he's told today, I never knew about them, um, that he was a yeah. Chelsea fan growing up and ball boy and all that. Um, so it was not, it's nice to see that, you know, you, you, your, your dreams came, you know, came true. And, um, now I'm so pleased to have shared the dressing room with, you know, with Joe, uh, you know, we, you know. He was our Zizou, um, <laughs> you know. Sometimes a bit too much with the ball, but yeah, we need. It's like Joe, can, we need the ball. We need the ball. Get off him! <laughs> but you know, he's there doing his flips and all that, his flicks and all that. And then Jose is gonna be like, oh, I need to get him off now. But uh, no, fantastic guy. But a lovely. Apart from that, a lovely, lovely guy. Human Thank being. You, John. He, Thank he, you, John. As a human being. Fantastic, fantastic human being. Joe, it's been a pleasure. It's been great having you on the podcast. Good luck with your future endeavours. I know you're keeping busy. And then you're, you're coming back to, to London in the next couple of days. I'm coming back to London tomorrow. Um, I'll be at Stamford Bridge uh, working for the Fulham game at the weekend, which is a tough one. Okay. And um, listen, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Always great to see John. Top player, top geezer and yourself. Thanks, mate. And, Thanks, mate. And Thanks, mate. Keep going with the podcast. It's getting great reviews. All my pals love it. So, yeah, (laughs) we're on. Take care, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.